Nvidia drops a huge bomb on the gaming industry. Facebook does something technically similar and Intel wants you to stuff that GPU into their little nook. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And I just wanna say thanks to everybody who let me uh, attend TwitchCon and came out to support the streams because it was a huge blast. Big thanks to Intel for sponsoring my trip out there. We'll have a recap video coming out for you soon. And if you're watching this video as it goes live, we actually might be live at Micro Center trying to pick up an RTX 4090, which I need for some videos, but after seeing the reviews, I was already planning on going to get the 4090, but after seeing these reviews that came out yesterday, boy, howdy, was I actually not expecting this because Nvidia didn't really make a whole hullabaloo about their GPUs, which I wanna talk about towards the end of what we actually have the news about. And it, I mean, it seems like the 4090 is just a fast freaking card no matter what you do. So some testing being done in 8K uh, by the tech chap showing off that the 4090 can run tons of things in 8K, 65 FPS with DLSS 3 in Cyberpunk 2077, 520 FPS in Overwatch 2, absolutely absurd numbers, but in case you want to check out more reviews, we'll have a link in the video description for the Founders Edition review roundup because NVIDIA separated the Founders Edition versus the AIB partner card reviews for some weird reason. They've never done that before. Maybe because with better cooling, the 4090 actually might be even faster than the Founders Edition. That's just speculation. We'll find out probably as this video goes live. I'm not 100% sure, but you can check out the review roundup, which has the Founders Edition reviews from essentially every tech outlet who actually got one of the GPUs. But what NVIDIA also confirmed was that DLSS 3.0 should be supported on five different games within the week, including games like Cyberpunk should hopefully have it. And they're going to support a whole bunch. That's that's the gist but the general sentiment around this card is that it is freaking fast what i've seen it compared to is the jump from the 980 ti to the 1080 ti or well uh, older comparison is comparing it to something like the 8800 ultra which allowed people to actually have truly next generation level graphics where it put consoles to shame where you could get like 720p 30 low on consoles like the ps3 and the xbox 360 and the 8800 ultra allowed you to actually do high fidelity 1080 p in a way that was never done before that and it does seem like the 4090 hits that not just in ray tracing but also in rasterization so that seemed to be nearly every review i watched there are issues of number one it's sixteen hundred dollars number two it is gigantic number three it consumes a lot of power but temperatures are really good because of the founders edition it actually is a lot faster than 3090 and 3090 ti it has dual nvenc encoding which is going to be great it has av1 encoding it has hdmi 2.0 one doesn't have display port two even though uh that is supported on several different monitors out there nvidia not going with that next generation but it does seem like the main complaints are power draw size and price but if you look at charts like this where 4k ultra it can actually do 4K really well, nearly 144 hertz 4K, just in pure rasterization being a gigantic leap up from the previous generation. It does seem like the 4090 is a big deal, like actually massive leap forward, 60 to 75%, including in just rasterized performance, which is a lot. And in some benchmarks, as you can see with this Linus Tech Tips one, over double, and that's what it's gonna be across the board when you add in things like DLSS 3, or you add in ray tracing. The new ray tracing cores that NVIDIA is including on the 4090 are another level. So it seems like the 4090 is a fan freaking tastic card, which 
gets me a little confused about how Nvidia chose to unveil this thing and kind of promote it to the general consumer because I think it does go along with how I've been feeling what Nvidia's attitude is towards gamers, which is we know we're the best and you're gonna buy it anyways. So we're not even gonna try to sell you on this. Let's let the reviews go. We're just gonna give you five minutes out of a two hour keynote. And if you're gonna buy it because you have $1,600 in disposable income, we know you're gonna buy it. So you don't need to be wooed over by us, which is a little frustrating, I guess. It could be seen as a smart, business decision where they're not gonna spend a whole lot of time pushing marketing on something that they know is a high margin item that people who have the budget for it are just gonna do anyways. They don't need to convince anybody over to their side. They know their customer, they know them well, and if you have $1,600, this is the best gaming experience that you're gonna get for a graphics card. That seems to be the general sentiment out on the internet. The 4090 is a revelation. It's just very expensive, very big, and very power consuming. So let me know what you think of the 4090. I do realize that the vast, vast, vast majority of people will never have this card. It's just not reasonable. But is it exciting to you? Does it seem like Nvidia really came through with this generation? Or are you waiting to see what they're going to do with cards that consume a little bit less power in the realm of the 40, 70, 40, 60? Are we still going to see that 60 to 70% jump class on class? Or is this just going to be limited to the big beefy boys where they can unlock all of the cooling? Let me know what you think of that down below in the comments. But while Nvidia is coming out with their big honking power Mac daddy meta or Facebook coming out with their big honking power Mac Daddy face headset that you're supposed to put on your face for VR and mixed reality. It's the MetaQuest Pro, which already got left in a hotel room a little while ago and we got to see the whole thing. It's gonna come in at a cool price point of $1,500. Look at this thing with all of the $1,500 reasonableness that it has. It has a bigger battery, has more specs, but the most important thing, the thing you, my friends, really need to get excited about is that it enables legs. You can have legs in mixed reality or VR or event horizon world, whatever they call it. So the MetaQuest 2 Pro actually does have some great specs. It's the XR2 Plus Snapdragon chip, 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage, 90 hertz refresh rate. But Meta is only saying that's 50% faster than the Quest 2, considering it's five times the price. They do have to justify it otherwise. And they do that in things like the actual battery, making a curved cell so that it actually gives you really good battery life. On top of that, it has a good pixel density, better than the Valve Index, but less than the Vive 2 Pro, but also it has exterior and interior camera support for things like being able to interact with your environment, as well as foveated rendering, as well as detecting your facial expression so that while you're in mixed reality or VR, you can actually indicate and gesture with your head with nodding or actually create facial shapes that other people can recognize, which does seem pretty cool. According to Engadget, they do think that the price is justified given the specs that are in it outside of the processor, more in the general use case, but it does just seem like a really weird place. They raised the price on the Quest 2, which was too much in the first place. But then I think my sentiment, which I wanna hear yours, what you think of the Quest Pro and Meta's decision to really go all in on uh, virtual reality or the metaverse rather, uh, I, I kinda agree with Hank Green's take on this, which is 
responding to the whole legs thing, saying, there we go, now this will be fun, and not a wildly useless boondoggle designed to only fulfill the dreams of a corporation without any thought to the humans who it supposes will use it. Just seems like Zuckerberg believes in the metaverse, but no one else does, and this might be one of those times where he's wrong. Let me know what you think of that down below while I let you know about crypto stunks. There's been no movement. I haven't done a hot news in a while. It just seems like the crypto market is completely flat until there's going to be a major shakeup in the crypto market to waver people's confidence or bolster it. Bitcoin's at 19,000, Ethereum's at 12.79, and Dogecoin's at 6 cents. And Reese is at the time where he's going to give us UFD deals, right bud? Hey friends, welcome back to UFD deals. We bring the hottest tech deals out on the internet. It's been a while, but we've got some baller Prime Day deals to get you started. Like this power color Red Devil AMD Radeon RX 6950 XT graphics card. AMD's big boy with 16 gigs of GDDR6 memory is currently going for only $799.99, which is a whole $400 off or 33% off the usual price. And next up, we have the Cooler Master NR200P small form factor mini ITX case with your choice of tempered glass or vented side Panel. Both the white and black version are going for $99.99, which is $45 off. But don't forget you can get an extra $20 rebate on the white version specifically. And also don't forget that you can find these deals and more linked in the video description, but these are prime exclusive deals that are only available for the next 24 hours. With that, I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Thank you, very cool deal. Also good deal for you is in case you want a Valve Steam Deck, they're now available for shipping. So one of the things that happened with this in their announcement that you could just buy a Steam Deck and get it shipped to you without any reservation queue that's going on. They uh, they released a video that showed that it can use a an emulator for a very popular handheld console and then took it down. A lot of people talked about that, but the big deal is that you can buy it now and get it within two weeks. So in case you are looking at getting a Steam Deck for yourself or a loved one for the holidays, this might be the time. Also announcing that the Steam Deck dock is going to get officially released, which you can buy within two weeks. The only thing that it has over the Steam Deck dock that I've covered in a previous video here on UFD Tech is the fact that this has display port, but never you fear, channel sponsor JSO is actually coming out with an update to their Steam Deck dock, which is going to have display port output, which just a little teaser on a video that's coming soon to UFD Tech is a different JSO dock, which I'm so excited for. Traveled with this to TwitchCon, and that is a Steam Deck dock that has USB out, HDMI power, gigabit Ethernet. But most importantly, look at this, friends, a two terabyte SSD on the go so that you can actually store all of your freaking Steam games. And it fits in their carrying case. It's great. Anyways, channel sponsor JSO has those items. Their Steam Deck dock with the display port's actually going to be $20 cheaper than Valve's, and I've loved mine ever since I got it. And I love what Intel's doing with their 13th gen, and now we've got some discovery going on with their low-end chips, the 13100. According to Intel, their single-core performance should be up around 15%. It's going to have four cores, eight threads. I'm excited to see what Intel has coming out with 13th gen, which they showed off a lot at TwitchCon, including this Raptor Canyon nook, which actually can support triple-slot GPUs. So in case you want to slot in a 3090 Ti, it actually might be able to fit that. The Raptor Cove Nook uh, actually just being a new way that Intel's approaching their Nook family product lineup where you can actually have, uh, it be essentially a mini ITX PC that you can piece and place and part around, which one of the cool things that we saw with an implementation of the Nook at TwitchCon is the fact that they put it in to a full PC and it ran as the streaming computer all in one box. Catelyn, you can play for them my TikTok that I made for Intel over at TwitchCon. This is one of the coolest pieces of tech that I've seen in quite some time. So this is Intel's Nook, which is a full computer set up in here. It has an i9-12900 and it has all of these outputs, but the cool implementation that Intel has brought to TwitchCon is the fact that they've put it in a PC 
where it actually is running the stream with a full piece with a full CPU in there as well as an RTX 3090 system. So it's actually two PCs, as you can see right here. This is the 3090 system. This is the Nook that is actually handling all of the streaming and they've combined it in a way where you can actually use both so that you can have a dual streaming PC solution without needing two whole PCs because the PC actually fits in the main computer. It's amazing. I love it. If you're at TwitchCon, come and check it out at the Intel booth. And that's gonna wrap it up. Hot news is over. I'm at Micro Center, hopefully getting a 4090 if they're not sold out, if we're not too late to the line. I'll see you next time for the hottest tech news out on the internet, friends.